Welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck. So glad that you joined once again for today. And uh, we're continuing on in our little mini-series that we're going through. Uh, we're looking at the, uh, and I call it the scourge of Calvinism, and it really is. Um, it's something that was uh, promoted during the Reformation by John Calvin, and uh, a lot of well-meaning people believe in it. However, it is a very dangerous doctrine. It's a heretical doctrine. And the more and more I look, it is uh, something that has become very prolific uh, in independent Baptist churches, uh, Southern Baptist churches. Uh, it has really, really become becoming a problem and taking over a lot of churches. And so we've been looking at that for the last couple of weeks. And so this is our third installment. So I'm going to buy the five points of Calvinism, uh, the TULIP model. It's called T-U-L-I-P. And so we looked at first the T, which is total depravity of man. Man is incapable of coming to God. God must, uh, he must be one of the elect in order to come to God. And God in his supernatural sovereignty has pre-chosen that individual, him or her, to come to him, but they don't have any choice in the matter. That brings us to the you, the unconditional election, that God chooses us not because of actions that we have done, good or bad, uh, but because of his sovereignty. Uh, and then we're t- today, we're at the third part, the letter L, which stands for limited atonement, which out of all the points of Calvinism, I find this one the most egregious, uh, just the most offensive. To be honest, any preacher of the gospel would find this offensive that uh, to believe that Jesus only died for those he has chosen to save, the elect, as it is called. Uh, elect, by the way, elect is a Bible term, and once we're done with these five points, we're going to uh, explore what that means a little bit more and dissect that a little bit. I didn't do that in the last one for sake of time, but we'll spend a little bit of time after this series is done. Uh, to uh, talk about what election is and what it is to be a saint. Both of those are Bible words, good words, but words we should understand so that we are not deceived by the very intellectual, the very logical explanations of those that believe in Calvinism. So if you have your Bible, turn to 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, and uh, this is a passage of Scripture that I'm going to use today to single-handedly, one verse, disprove limited atonement. 1 John 2, 2 says, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Uh, we looked at propitiation last week. Uh, if you uh, want to look at that, uh, at, we're going through a series through 1 John chapter 2 here at the church, and uh, just wanted to uh, let you know about that. Uh, uh, but Right here is a very plain wording of this verse, okay? Uh, the propitiation meaning that, uh, uh, that through the death of Jesus Christ and shed blood, that he appeads the wrath of God over our sin. Uh, but it said for our sins and not for ours only, okay? Not just for, this is Apostle John speaking, not just for our group, our church, our, the group of people that he's writing to, but also for the sins of the whole world. So uh, we see the word whole, which is the Greek word holos, which means whole or entire. Uh, if we look at this, these two words together, whole world uh, used in the New Testament, uh, we say, we look at verses like uh, 
What shall man gain if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall he give in exchange for his soul? Paraphrasing a little bit, so I'm not directly quoting that. But uh, just looking at the use of the word throughout the New Testament, not just in a couple places, but over a hundred times, the word whole or holos is uh, when Jesus healed someone. He made them whole or entire, complete. So unless we want to redefine the entire English language, whole means entire, the whole piece. The whole piece of the pie, uh, the way we use it. But if you talk to a Calvinist, they don't believe that, and I don't know how they dance around this this verse. I've never seen, never heard someone dance around this verse before. Uh, but I, I would be interesting how they tried to talk their way out of this. But but the first thing we have to understand is that we cannot understand the Bible uh, just through a lens of an intellectual, uh, a theologian or a, a university or. God's word's meant to be understood in plain language, in plain English, uh, or whatever language that you have it in. It is plain, it is direct, it is meant to be understood. And if we just take the words at their face value, but also for the sins of the whole world, not just for ours only, and people could say, well, he died for the elect, he died only for a certain group of people. The Apostle John, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God's saying not just for a certain group of people, but for the entire world. doesn't matter what color you are, what, uh, what your ethnic background is. It doesn't matter. Christ died for the entire world, not just for a certain group of people. Uh, he didn't die just for the Jews or just for the Gentiles. He died for the entire world. For God so loved the world. We've talked about this many, many times. There is an endless number of verses, hundreds of verses that talk about the world and the whole world. And if you believe in the limited atonement, you are redefining every single one of those verses. And good Bible study hermeneutic dictates you can't do that. No human being has the right to redefine a whole series of verses based on uh, uh, a theological construct, which exactly is what Calvinism is, and was based on some faulty suppositions on the sovereignty of God. Uh, but it doesn't come, but just, it didn't originate with John Calvin, actually. Augustine, who is one of the Catholic Church, Church's fathers, founding fathers, if you will, the fathers of the uh, Catholic Church, who and Augustine had uh, maybe some good quotes that people quote, but I wouldn't be quoting him because he came up with so many false doctrines for the Catholic Church. He, a lot of the underpinnings of the Catholic Church today, Augustine came up with. Maybe he was saved, maybe he wasn't, I don't know, but he sure did a lot of damage to the cause of Christ through his false doctrines that he promoted and also he wrote about and developed. So we have to look at this and that he believed in this idea of the sovereignty of God and really Calvin, as we call it Calvinism, because John Calvin promoted it and popularized it in Protestant churches for centuries. However, Augustine, several hundred years before, had already written on this idea, a theory, if you will. Uh, also, uh, recently came knowledge that uh, even Muslims believe in that to some degree, that of Allah's sovereignty. Uh, so, that, that is, I don't I have any research into that one. Uh, however, so we look at this and we look at the, the construct of this, and it doesn't make any sense biblically. You never see the teaching. If you're a student of the Word of God, and you read the New Testament, you read the Old Testament, you never see that teaching. Is God sovereign? Yes. Is God uh, the ruler of the universe? Absolutely. The master of the Absolutely. I'm not diminishing that. However, to say that God has chosen certain people and not others out of his arbitrary sovereignty uh, 
is not the picture that is painted that man has a free choice. Then why did Adam and then Adam and Eve sinning was the plan of God? Uh, but then some they try to talk around that man has a free choice, yet he doesn't have a free choice. You know, it's it gets really complicated and really gets confusing. Instead of just making plain sense of the Bible, uh, if we need to do, put it this way, a, a very easy way to remember the plain sense is the main sense, okay? Uh, meaning that if it just take God's word to say what it says and not, well, it must mean something else. Uh, scripture is the best commentary on Scripture, comparing Scripture with Scripture, rightly dividing the word of truth. And if you promote Calvinism, or maybe you're here, you believe in it, I'm sorry, you're not rightly dividing the word of truth. If you take an honest look at the Bible, you do not find Calvinism in there. You don't find any of, find any of these five tenets. And some of them have a kernel of truth and like total depravity. We believe in the depravity of man. Man is flawed, man is sinful, and is born a sinner. We know that. However, to take it one step too far and say, well, because of that depravity, man does not, uh, has no, is incapable of coming to God. Even though God draws him, the man doesn't really have a choice because he would never choose God even if God is drawing him. They take the truths and they take it a step too far. We have to be careful that we don't walk outside the Bible with, with our doctrine. We have to be very, very careful of that. But Jesus died for all. Jesus died for the entire world. The whole world, as I said, the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So if you know someone that believes in Calvinism, have them explain 1 John 2 to, uh, to you. Uh, you might find that entertaining to hear. And to be honest, some of them might not be able even to explain it at all uh, because that is one verse, just one verse. You can disarm the enti that entire leg. And if you can desire, disarm one leg of Calvinism, then you can disarm all of it because you either believe in the construct or you don't. Well, thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of the Christian Soldier Podcast. So thankful that you tuned in. Don't forget to share us on social media. Get online and share us, email us, text us. Uh, the copy of the sermon to your friends uh, and uh, this episode, maybe even to people that are believing in Calvinism and they never thought of these things, please send it to them and uh, we'd love to hear your questions. Also, if you like to uh, send topics in, info at tbckaleen.org is our email. Uh, you can also text me at 254-317-4778. Text me there and uh, get, catch me on Signal or WhatsApp and uh, just look me up there and uh, message me and say, hey, I've just thought about this topic. Would you maybe consider doing a program on that, an episode on that, or even a series on it? I would love the feedback. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.